Welcome to The Journey Expressed, where we talk about faith, friendship, and the more of God. And I just want to say, Happy New Year! Happy New Year, everyone! So I am Mel Boyd, and that was my co-host, Jen Houston. And we are continuing with our key series, and today's key is more like the key ring, which holds all other keys together. Today, we are talking about the key of love. Yeah, this one is a big one, and we've we we're gonna talk about it earlier, and we're like, no, it's not quite the right time, because it's just how in the world do we talk about this as the main key, the main key ring, and it just feels kind of weighty in a sense. So we're just gonna remind you, we're not scholars, we're not teachers, we're just sharing our heart, we're sharing our journey, and we're just trying to show you all and encourage you all how we've applied these concepts that we're talking about in hopes that it'll be an encouragement to you and your faith. So I I cannot talk about this topic, Mel, without quoting Danny Silk. I know. I mean, he, I know. to me, has been so impactful in my understanding of what love is, what love is within the context of boundaries, within marriage, within friendships, within family and society. And I would like to start off by saying he wrote a book called To Keep how to keep your love on isn't mm-hmm. that the correct title of it yes and really we're launching with the, this concept that Danny really takes and and teaches on and it comes from Matthew 24:12 and i'm going to go ahead and read this scripture in a couple different versions so we can really get a full understanding of what it's saying so Matthew 24:12 in the NIV says because of the increase of wickedness the love of most will grow cold And then New Living Translation says it this way, sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. The English Standard Version says, and because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. And of course, the Passion Translation, which we really, really like using because it kind of opens up the concept for us and using the poetic language. And so that version, the Passion Translation, um, says Matthew twenty four twelve this way, there will be such an increase of the sin of lawlessness that those whose hearts once burned with passion for God and others will grow cold. So with that in mind, this is kind of like a maybe a how to not let your love grow cold episode. Yeah. How to not let your love grow cold. So that's yes. kind of our goal. That's where we're we're going today. So Mel, would do you want to share it through the Passion Translation? Do you want to share where this verse comes from in the context of Matthew 24? Yeah. So this is Matthew 24, 9 through 12, and this is out of the Passion Translation. And it says, You can expect to be persecuted, even killed, for you will be hated by all the nations because of your first love for me. Then many will stop following me and fall away, and they will betray one another and hate one another. And many lying prophets will arise, deceiving multitudes and leading them away from the path of truth. There will be such an increase of sin and lawlessness that those whose hearts once burned with passion for God and others will grow cold. But keep your hope to the end, and you will experience life and deliverance. Yet through it all, this joyful assurance of the realm of heaven's kingdom will be proclaimed all over the world, providing every nation with a demonstration of the reality of God. And after this, the end of this age will arrive. 
Wow. So this is kind of like what people would call end times language. And it's Mm -hmm. really that because the disciples asked Jesus, when will we know the end of the age has come? And, And Jesus teaches this. And so I really... I, I really hope that this this conversation brings hope to people and not so much heaviness, but it is a sobering thing to think about. Mm-hmm. And really, this this passage gives us a roadmap. I like how you've said that before, Mel, like a roadmap for how to keep our hope, how to keep our love on yes. and not let our love grow cold. Um, so that's kind of that's kind of where these verses and why these verses are here and why Jesus said that. And I think that's kind of a question we're all asking these days is, are we in the end times? You know, people in the 70s were asking that. And I'm sure decades, each decade, we're asking that just because it does seem like a lot of things are happening that the Bible teaches are going to happen at the nearing of the end of the age. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, I mean, even now, we don't have to look hard to see lawlessness going on in our own nation. And I came across an article. It's in the AsianTimes.com, or it was online, and it was written July 30th, 2020 by Edward Daughtery. And it's called The Winds of Lawlessness. And mm-hmm. this wasn't written by a believer that that I think. And he said, Americans must decide whether they want a lawless society or one based on law in which their rights are secure. Mm-hmm. So I thought even coming from a secular point of view, pointing out that there is such and there's such lawlessness mm-hmm. going on right now. And you know, there's that, and there's also we have 64 terms now mm-hmm. that describe gender identity and expression according to healthline.com. Mm-hmm. There's human trafficking. I looked up statistics, and there's 20 to 40 million humans that are being trafficked right now in the world. Mm. 20 to 40 million. I can't even fathom that. No. And mm. even where we live, we're in Charlotte. And even where we live, we're number 10 in the nation mm. in the United States. So that's just uh, scratching the surface mm-hmm. of really just the increase of what's going on. And mm-hmm. um, and then also in that scripture, it talks about the word persecution, You know, persecution, I think of the New Testament believers and getting beaten and killed Mm and um, and that is, you know, but that's been happening all around the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have Christians who are being martyred in um, in all these nations. Mm-hmm. Um, we can list them. But in our culture, we have experienced, in America, we've had so much religious freedom. That's what our country was founded on. But I think that we're seeing, especially in these past couple of years, we're really seeing the Christian values being challenged mm-hmm. and persecution come to our own shores. Mm-hmm. And so I think even in this, it's just, you know, the Lord is speaking truth in love, but He's giving us, again, going back to that roadmap Mm -hmm. of telling us how to overcome Mm -hmm. and how to keep our love on in these times. And to hold on to hope. And to have endurance and all of these things. And so really, hopefully this podcast is going to do that. Hopefully all of these episodes are doing that and feeding into hope and really letting you know as a listener, you're not alone in your faith journey. And and that's why we're here, to help you feel encouraged and that you're, you're not alone. You know, Mel, I hadn't thought about this until now, and I'm just seeing this typed out here, lawlessness. You know, I definitely don't want to create a false teaching or anything, but what comes to mind is um, we're doing things now and beginning to embrace things that are against natural law. So, and and embrace them as like just forming it into law, like (laughs) cutting and pasting what we want in, in trying to make it into law, which is against natural law and order of how God 
uh, intended for us to be because there's always protection, life, and safety in that. So that's right. Um, that is kind of running rampant right now. So all the more the invitation to fight to keep to keep our love on. Um, I just really feel like Isaiah 520 kind of sums up what we're talking about well. It says, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. And so, you know, none of these things that we're talking about are a surprise. No. I mean, they kind of have to happen to fulfill what God has set forth to fulfill. So it's really about how do we navigate through these times? How do we keep our love on through these hard times? And I've mentioned before that I have the honor of working with a local pastor, David Chadwick, and really through working with him has really helped me overcome my fear of death, my fear of pain, my fear of, you know, anxiety. And well, I just remember we recorded a show one time, and he just said, well, Jen, we're all going to die. And it's like it hit me as though it was a new concept. (laughs) I think because I'm a mom and I'm a wife, Mm -hmm. I just feel like I need to be invincible. I need to be everyone's everything at all times, and I need to go on forever and ever. And almost like, wow, I'm taking the place of God Mm -hmm. in people's lives. But honestly, grappling with that and beginning to trust God— has allowed me to like say, okay, you know what? I'm going to endure hardship. Yeah, This life is going to be full of hardship, whether we see Jesus coming back and we endure some some tribulations or not, it's going to be hard. And so how do we get through it and how do we keep our love on? That's that's what we're talking about today. Yeah. You know, when, when you're saying that too, we have a mutual friend and she, when kind of all this stuff happened a couple years ago, even with COVID and things just started to snowball, um, with different things. And I just remember her saying, it feels like it's a tsunami. Hmm. Like it feels like a tsunami of things hitting. Mm-hmm. Like, and we just had Lisa Shea on and she mentioned just, you know, like wave upon wave, like you're getting, you feel like you're getting battered. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I know for me, it's like I, I fell down. I, you know, I got, I gave into fear, I gave into disappointment, and I, I still do, mm-hmm. you know. But again, it's just this place of, I think this is what we're, why we're talking about this because mm-hmm. we need this, yeah. you know, and we need to keep coming back to the Word of God and we need to keep keep coming back to Him mm-hmm. to know that He is our source of love and yeah. He's our security and our anchor yeah. in this time. And I'll just speak for myself and I'll say, I think I've been most challenged in this season, not necessarily with my love for God, I feel like that has actually become maybe a little bit more strong and secure. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe it's because these conversations we're having and the preparation we're doing to share um, these talks with our listeners. I'm struggling more, and just to be honest, of keeping my love on towards others. And I kind of like that the verse talks about you got to keep your love on towards God, but you've got to keep your love on towards others. And, you know, we kind of asked Lisa at the um, in the very previous episode to this one to share some encouragement with us, those who are struggling with keeping our love on in our marriages and, and covenant relationships. And she gave some keys there. So go back and listen to that episode. It's really good. But yeah, just being honest, like keeping my love on towards people, even in my family who who disagree with me. And I love how Lisa said, well, maybe maybe they are right, or maybe you're both right. And and just practicing keeping our love on towards each other. Yeah, yes. You know, also when we were to had Kalani on, she was talking about even how she would 
during this season, she's been looking kind of to her left and her right, and she's even seen. She said her comrades were were falling mm-hmm. away, and really coming away from the faith and coming away from mm-hmm. the truths of God word, God's word. Mm-hmm. And it talks about that in Matthew twenty four. Mm-hmm. Also in Revelation three fourteen, this is um, when they're writing to the different churches, um, and this is in Laodicea. And it says, I know your works, you are neither cold nor hot, would that you are either cold or hot, so that because you are lukewarm and neither cold or hot, I will spit you out of my mouth. Mm-hmm. So even that place of, you know, it's it's either God wants us to be burning for him. Mm-hmm. We're gonna get into that more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and part of that is why we've talked about Song of Solomon so much. We're it's, yes. it's all about returning to first love. And that's also written about in Revelation. I think it's to the Church of the Ephesians. Um, and we can glean so much from all of these letters to the churches. You know, like, yes. where have we lost our first love? Where have we forsaken first love and just done ministry, you know, to check it off and done it without love? Because we'll get to it soon, but it's just noisy. If yeah. you don't do it with love. So yes. anyways, I know you've got another a verse on your heart that really is is meaningful to you from 1 Corinthians. Yeah, this is from 1 Corinthians 16, 13. Remember to stay alert and hold firmly to all that you believe. Be mighty and full of courage. Let love and kindness be the motivation behind all you do. I just feel like that's one of the scriptures I need to write out and like mm-hmm. post everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, hold firmly is an action. Yes. I mean, that's something that we can do part of the roadmap. And it reminds me again of what Lisa had shared and wrote in her devotional called How to Wait Well. She says, if we set a goal beforehand to obey and honor God in the midst of a trial, it becomes easier to press through when we would rather pass out. So really holding firmly is talking about setting your mind and your heart and your affection towards God and His truth and to hold firmly to Him. We can withstand the cold front. Yeah. We can withstand the cold front and the temptation to begin canceling each other or even canceling God because it's not, he's not doing what we think he should do. Um, We hold firm to the truth of who he says he is. So we use our minds. We use our minds to to worship and to hold fast to what we know. And we we set ourselves like flint, like Isaiah 50, verse 7 says. So— Jen, we this really was kind of to give that background for our listeners of, you know, to keep why to keep your love on, mm-hmm. you know, where it's coming from the scripture. And in these key, key series, we've defined the terms. We like to do that. And so I just wanted to um, define out of good old Miriam Webster online um, the, the definition of love. Mm. As a noun, it's an intense feeling of deep affection, a great interest and pleasure in something. And as a verb, it is to feel deep affection for someone, like or enjoy very much. And this is the biblical definition of love. This is 1 Corinthians 13, 3 through 8a, out of the Passion Translation. And if I were to be so generous as to give away everything I own to feed the poor and to offer my body to be burned as a martyr without the pure motive of love, I would gain nothing of value. Love is large and incredibly patient. Love is gentle and consistently kind to all. It refuses to be jealous when blessing comes to someone else. Love does not brag about one's achievements nor inflate its own importance. Love does not traffic in shame and disrespect nor selfishly seek its own honor. Love is not easily irritated or quick to take offense. 
Love joyfully celebrates honesty and finds no delight in what is wrong. Love is a safe place of shelter, for it never stops believing the best for others. Love never takes failure as defeat, for it never gives up. Love never stops loving. You know, this is just the difference there, Jen, between the kind of cultural Mm -hmm. definition of love Mm -hmm. and what stood out to me actually is the word feeling. Mm -hmm. And then reading through the biblical definition of love, there's really no reference. And let me just say, there's absolutely nothing wrong with feelings. God has given us feelings. They're from Him. We're made in His image. But there's nothing that mentions feeling. In the biblical definition. In the biblical definition. Mm -hmm. I just thought that was really interesting. I do think that's interesting. And the verse that's popping to mind right now is 2 Peter. um, Well, it's it's in 1 uh, verses 5 through 9, but also in 1 Peter 4 through 8, where he's talking about this list of things, how to behave. And it actually, it jumped out at me in preparation. At the very end of this list, you know, self-control and steadfastness and, um, you know, what is that list? It's like endurance and this will produce hope and, you know, kindness. And, and at the end, he says, and add love. And what I saw there was this distinction between kindness and and love. They're different. Mm-hmm. You can be kind. You can be in the world. You can be an unbeliever and still be kind to people. Mm-hmm. But if you haven't received the love of God, your kindness is still going to make people feel good, but there's not going to be an eternal weight or a value to it that goes on that's unending. Wow. Isn't that amazing? Because yeah. I look at unbelievers, I'm like, you're more kind than I am. <laughs> like yeah, I, yes. I need some more of your, you know, kindness, and we want everyone to experience the love of God, and we need to be refilled with the Holy Spirit so we re-experience His love, so we can pour that out in the world. But I don't know. I hope that made sense. But that really yeah. jumped out at me as you were reading those verses. Yeah, that's powerful. So I want to kind of talk about love. I mean, this is—it feels intense and heavy because love is intense and heavy, right, Mel? Yeah, <laughs> it's fun, it's great, but it's intense and heavy, and it—and it should be because lo- God's love for us is intense and it's heavy, and it's—it's it's all those things in between. It's—it's it's life and and fullness. So one of the the things about love, and since we're talking about feelings, I have to make this point. Love doesn't always feel good. And here are several scriptures to just support this feeling, (laughs) this knowledge, this fact that love doesn't always feel good, but it always has good intentions and it always has protection and connection as the end goal. Proverbs 27, 5 through 7 says, Better is open rebuke than hidden love. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Profuse are the kisses of an enemy. So we really need to be able to speak truth to one another, even even if we know it may cause temporary pain. And if it's in love and the goal is ultimately for connection, we've got to be able to be honest with one another. And we're not just like here to teach. We are going to get into like real ways of how Mel and I have picked up this key of love in our friendship to give you hope that you can do this. 
You can do this hard part of love, and it deepens it deepens relationship in the end. Proverbs twenty five eleven also says, "A word aptly spoken um, is like apples of gold in settings of silver." The New Living Translation says it this way: "Timely advice is lovely, like golden apples in a silver basket." Um, the ESV says it this way: "A word fitly spoken is like apples of gold in settings of silver." Can you tell? I guess there's a little teacher in me. I just like understanding things to the fullest. And so that's why yeah, I just always like to sprinkle in all the different <laughs> versions. Um, you're welcome, Dan and Les Cheevers, yeah, for right. living out. up to that studious thing that they have helped cultivate in my life. Um, Proverbs 13.24 says, A refusal to correct is a refusal to love. Love your children by disciplining them. So, these are just things that markers of love, true love, love hurts. <laughs> love yeah. hurts, but it's out of ultimately to connect and to bring about life and protection. So it doesn't always feel good. Um, and also I want to say something about boundaries. A, a boundary set in love is going to protect and preserve life. So kids can't just run out on the road because they feel like it. They want to. They need to know that protection that love offers doesn't always seem to support the momentary desire and feeling, but it's always to preserve and protect life. So at the core of love is the protection of life, and that can be the life of a relationship. So as believers, we don't want our love to grow cold. And one of the things that I'm trying to drive home here is one way to do that is to be honest with one another, mm-hmm. is to make ourselves known to each other, make ourselves known. That's something that we've talked about a lot lately on this podcast is yeah. making ourselves known to God. And it's not always pretty. Sometimes it's getting the punching bag out yeah, or getting behind the steering wheel and driving down the road and yelling and being honest. And so sometimes it's it, it hurts in the moment and it doesn't feel good, but it it's it's loving if the ultimate goal is connection. Yeah, that's right. So would you say, Jen, that a key to the key of love is speaking truth in love? Thank you. Mel, you're so much more <laughs> succinct than me. Yes. That's beautiful. That's, that's so not true. <laughs> um, yeah, just going back to that 1 Corinthians 13, that it has to be from a motive of love or it's and this is how I sometimes have to look at Scripture. Like, let's just get down and get, you know, my favorite word, one of my favorite words, gritty. Mm-hmm. You know, Like, it's wasted and useless mm-hmm. if we don't have that motive of love. Yeah. Um, you know, just like we talked about, Scripture is our roadmap. It's our strategy for living in these times. Um, so, I, so really, as one of those strategies to go back, this is something even recent for me, mm-hmm. to go back to 1 Corinthians 13 of that list and say, okay, what are my motives being lined up mm-hmm. with what it's listing out here? Mm-hmm. And um, Yeah, am I preferring somebody else? Am I humble? Am I you know, yes. doing the little checklist off? That's right. Or is it from my own expectations, agenda, or opinions? Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us on The Journey Expressed. So in part two, we are going to get a little gritty and share about our own personal stories regarding our friendship and how we fought to keep our love on. So be sure to check out our show notes and join us on part two on The Journey Expressed.